This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy as usual, Eric Bradley. And today we're talking to new country singer, Lainey Wilson. You may know Lainey from three of her songs appearing on the hit TV show, Yellowstone. We talk about how a nine-year-old Louisiana girl decided on a family trip that Nashville was where she belonged, how she worked her way through high school as a Hannah Montana impersonator, and we get her take on Bachelor Nation. Her debut album, Saying What I'm Thinking, debuted this week in the top 10 on Spotify's album chart. And her song, Things a Man Oughta Know, is on country radio right now. Here's our chat with Lainey Wilson, Behind the Rose. Lainey, thanks for joining us. Thank y'all so much for having me. We're going to have some fun. Yeah, we are. We yes. are. i tell you what, I'm so happy we got you on here because you are on fire right now, Lainey. You're killing it. Congrats on all the success. Thanks, dude. It feels good. I appreciate that. Yeah, your album just dropped and it's top 10 on uh, Spotify. I know. <laughs> I out. I'm like, hold on, what? I'm used to just being my mom and daddy listening now. It's a lot of people and it's still good. <laughs> that dropped this past Friday, correct? Yep. On the 19th. We've been working on this thing for a long, long time. And it just, it feels so good to finally get it out there. And this is like, this record front to back is truly who I am, what I want to say and how I want to say it. And it feels good. I was going to say, people are obviously, uh, they're relating to it quite a bit if it's in top 10. So that's got to be a cool feeling. You know, it's got to be a cool feeling. If you just said, it's like Absolutely. You put your heart and soul into this. Yeah. And then all of a sudden people start reacting to it. So it's definitely a songwriter's dream. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. that's the goal. Every single time you sit down and try to write a song, it's just to, to connect and, you know, make sure that people can relate to you. And it does feel good. It, you know, my goal is to make sure everybody feels like they're not alone, whether that means we're trying to have a dang good time or whether that means they're going through something. So yes, you are completely right. That's the goal. Did you ever dream of anything like this? Like growing up, were you like, this is what I want to do? Like music is my life. Is that kind of what it was like? It's so crazy, Blake. So when I was nine years old, my parents took me on a family vacation to Gatlinburg and we went to Dollywood and we did that whole thing. And Yes. On the way back home to Louisiana, um, I'm from a little bitty town, northeast Louisiana, a town of like 300 people, 299 now that I left. <laughs> and we drove through Nashville on our way home. And I remember exactly where I was on the interstate. I was looking at the Batman building. And at nine years old, I said, this is home. And to be honest with you, I've just I've always known I've always known that I was going to be here. I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I've always just kind of had like this weird sense of peace about it. And finally, at 19 years old, I, I bought a camper trailer and hauled the thing up here and have not left. Wow. That's that's, uh, incredible. that's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. So were you always like very musically inclined? Like is your family musically inclined, you know, your parents and all that? Yeah. So my daddy plays guitar a little bit by ear. He can play a little bit of piano, too. My mama, bless her heart, she can't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> it's bad. I'm talking about it's like really bad. Like she's the loudest one at church, but uh, it's terrible. Yeah. So love for music really does like run deep in my family and appreciation for music. Um, I wrote my first song when I was nine, like a couple weeks wow. before uh, this trip. So it's kind of always been one of those things for me, like at least the songwriting part of it has really just kind of like it latched onto me and wouldn't let go. And it's been something that I've just, I've had to do. Um, 
just a part of me. Yeah. So it came, it came pretty natural to you. Like you know, obviously you're nine years old writing songs. Like that's, I mean, that's here's the thing. I was writing songs about tequila and cigarettes when I was little. So <laughs> I mean, you know, not everything is my truth, but I was definitely writing. <laughs> that's awesome. When it comes to like your musical influence, when you write, like what would you say your musical influence was like growing up? Yeah. So it's kind of a little bit all over the board. One of my main influences is Dolly Parton. She's my girl. She, uh, everything about Dolly. I mean, I don't know anybody who don't love Dolly. I mean, not only is she just incredibly talented, singer, songwriter, businesswoman, everything. Um, she's just got a heart of gold and you can tell it, you know, I mean, I don't know her personally. Um, but I do have this one song called WWD and she did hear it and she loves it. And I was like, you know what? I'm done. I can go to the house now. Dolly Parton heard my song. I'm done. That's what would Dolly do, right? Is that what that's? That's what would Dolly do. Yeah, yeah. You see what I did there? Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, well played. <laughs> but not just her. Um, I love I love me some '90s country, but I also love stuff like Bob Seger. Like when I would ride the tractor with my daddy while he was farming, like that's what we'd listen to. But we'd also listen to stuff like Hank Williams or Buck Owens, and um, so it's a little bit of everything. And I get that when I when I listen to your music. Obviously, your lyrics are incredible and you're an incredible songwriter. But also, there's like an edge almost to a lot of your music, which I really, really like. I like the, the edgy, more country. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of that. So Thank you, man. Yeah. Yeah. bell-bottom country. You got it right. You got it right. <laughs> now, everybody asks for my definition of bell-bottom country. And I always just say country with a flair. Oh, I see. Okay. When you write songs, like what is that process? Like I always like, we, you know, we've had a lot of musicians on this podcast. And I always like hearing how... Everybody kind of has a different process. So what's that process like for you? You know, the cool thing for me is it truly is different every single time I sit down and write. It keeps it interesting. Normally, I mean, about like 85% of the time, I, I do start with a title or a hook or an idea at least. And I mean, sometimes those ideas fall from the sky. Sometimes it's from having a conversation with somebody or maybe something I'm experiencing or, you know, maybe the co-writer has um, the idea or the experience and I can kind of put myself into their shoes and really kind of feel it and every single emotion. And that's the beauty of songwriting is, you know, being able to do that. But I truly do. Um, I truly think for me, it's different every day, but most of the time it does start out with an idea. So you like kind of one of those songwriters who like almost like carries a notebook with you, you know, and like something will inspire oh. you to kind of write it down that. Yeah. My hook book, baby, my hook book. Yeah. Hook book. Yeah. It's crazy to think that musicians can create something like, right. You know, sitting down suddenly and then all of a sudden, you know, you're top 10 in Spotify. Like that's a, that's gotta be a really cool feeling, you know? It absolutely is. It's just so cool you know when I moved to Nashville I didn't even know like you could get paid to write songs that's just how much <laughs> I loved it like I didn't know there was such thing as a publishing deal it's just been one of those things that I've just I've had to do it I love it mm -hmm. your song man ought to know so I'm a big radio guy when I drive my car I, I listen to radio so I'm still that guy and I'll be honest sometimes the DJ and me I'll change the song like halfway through but that song I tell you what it brings me in it hooks me it's so good 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 that's yeah. the goal yep I'm so glad you don't flip the station when it comes on. <laughs> no, I don't. Because <laughs> most songs I do, I'll be honest. I hear the chorus. I'm like, all right. I'm yeah. Next. Like that song, I, I listen to the whole thing. Getting to end. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm proud of that one for sure. Yeah. I was just say, what was the process for uh, that song and everything? And what was that, you know, kind of the inspiration behind that? Actually, so it wasn't my idea. It was my co-writer Jason Nick's idea. And 
we were at Big Machine that day, and he was like, I got this idea called Things a Man Ought to Know. I said, oh, Lord, we're going to be here all day. We're gonna be here. Y'all better cancel your plans for the yeah. night. There's a lot yeah. of things we need to learn. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we really started just kind of talking about my childhood and how I was raised. It was just me and my sister, um, no boys. And my daddy really, you know, he thought it was important for us to know how to change a tire or how to start a fire. And, you know, before I moved to Nashville in my camper, they had me weaving in and out of the pine trees in the front yard to make sure I knew what I was doing. But really, it's not about those things. You know, it's about really the characteristics that my family taught me to look for in myself, but also in other people. And this song is just about having good character. It's about treating people the way that you want to be treated. And dang it, that's something that we all need to know, not just a man. So, right. Also, like you talked about going to Nashville at 19 and everything. Do you remember your big break? Like, was there a moment when things like you were like, oh man, I can make it in this town, you know, one of those kinds of moments. I remember certain things happening in my career that I was like, oh wow, like maybe I'm on the right track. I've always been the kind of person to be like, oh, that's so awesome. Like I got a publishing deal or a record deal. Like what's next? You know, I'm always like, I'm super grateful for the opportunity, mm-hmm. but I'm always like, oh, we ain't done here. We, we, we're we keeping on going. But one moment really that made me feel like, you know, the tide was kind of changing a little is when I met this old boy named Luke Combs and he, uh, he would Who's come up to my camper trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Who? Cool? Who? Yeah. You know, the boy who wears some Columbia shirts and the Crocs. And <laughs> <laughs> Them Crocs. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But uh, he would come over to my camper and we'd write songs. And I ended up writing a song for him called Share If You Want To. And that really did kind of, you know, once he cut the song and released it, it really did open the door for me you know, at least with like relationships on Music Row. And um, it's just been a bunch of stepping stones. It's like, there's been no moment for me where I'm like, um, besides this past week where I feel like, dang it, like I'm really doing the thing. But there's been no moment for me where I'm like, wow, like that's it. You know, I'm just, I'm ready for the next thing. Well, that's the right mentality. And I think all successful people have that. Like once you get like your quote unquote big break, then like, okay, what's the next big break? What's the next big break? So yep. it's pretty cool. Let's, so obviously I, I, big fan of the show Yellowstone. We're going to get into some of your music on that show right after this. So Yellowstone, I'm a big fan of Yellowstone. And actually when I heard um, it was the, the small town girl song, cause like I said, I like that, like edgy, like gritty country oh, song yeah. that stuck with me. And I remember Shazamming it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was your, it was, you were one of the Shazams. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was one of the Shazamers. I'm a big Shazam guy. Yeah, I'm a big Shazam guy. Um, so yeah, how, what is that process like to, cause I've always wondered, do you, they come to you and ask for a song? Do they hear your song and they, they're like, oh my God, this is perfect for this scene. Like, how does that work? Yeah, so it really is a crazy story. You know, um, I guess it was like 2018. I had released a self-titled EP, and one of the songs on there was called Working Overtime. And um, Yellowstone, you know, it had just launched. They were looking for music. Um, They were getting ready to do the second season. And they ended up liking this one song and putting it on the show. And then Taylor Sheridan, who is the writer and the producer of the show, he... uh, he reached out to my booking agency and asked if I wanted to come play this like horse reining competition that he did out in Vegas. And I went out there and really got to know him and we bonded over horses because I grew up riding too. And um, we really just kind of like created a friendship and he has been just such a huge blessing in my life because since then he's put three of my songs in there and um, he's really just became a fan of mine. I'm a fan of his and it's been pretty cool. Cause I mean, 
you moved to Nashville and you dream about people singing your song on the radio and, you know, all these things, but you don't think about your song maybe making it onto one of the most popular and also my most favorite shows out right now. Yeah. That re- that reach is incredible. It Like it definitely has introduced my music to a lot of people who don't listen to radio mm-hmm. or who don't know how to download music and all that kind of stuff. So it's been, it's been awesome. Yeah. It's almost like a different audience completely, you know, For at sure. some point, you know, they're like, people might just enjoy, I don't know, you know, like Kevin Costner and they're listening and they're like, Oh, what's this song? Yeah. You know? So yeah. yeah. For example, people go on the bachelor. We had Temecula road on the other day and they, you know, their, their music's starting to explode a little bit. So it's a, uh, it's a pretty cool outlet for music. Yes, absolutely. And also they are incredible. I haven't met every single one of them, but I've met a couple of them and they are like top notch. I can't wait to see the incredible things they do. They're talented. Yeah, I would say they're pretty t- and young, talented and, and, and very young. Yeah, I got it going young. on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're well known for your live. Like you're you're incredible live. And I read somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, I read somewhere that you were a Hannah Montana impersonator when you were young. Is that true? Yes. That's yes. awesome. <laughs> you you caught me. You caught me. <laughs> no, be proud of that. Be proud of that. <laughs> oh, I am. I'm telling you right now, I was. I was making me some money, boy. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, I would do like three or four birthday parties a weekend. I did it from eighth grade all the way through like oh my 12th gosh. grade. And while all my friends were hanging out at LSU football games, I was impersonating Hannah Montana. Making bank, you know. But I will tell you, I mean, every now and then, I would get to open up for Hannah Montana. A lot of the times, like at these birthday parties, I'd be like, Who's Lainey Wilson? We didn't act, we didn't ask for Lainey. We got <laughs> Hannah. You opened up for her when she was actually out on tour and stuff? No, 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 no. Like oh, okay. I opened I was up like, for myself. Minute. Oh, <laughs> I got you. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so what you were Lainey Wilson opening up for Hannah Montana? That's yes. brilliant. I'd be like, okay, Hannah Montana's coming, but can her friend Lainey Wilson open the show? And they'd be like, No, we just want Hannah. We just want Hannah. <laughs> Have a little <laughs> wardrobe changed, like throw on the oh, hat. Yeah. Quick. Quick. <laughs> I truly did. I did birthday parties, fairs, festivals. The last place I did it was at St. Jude, and it was awesome. I mean, I was killing it, making me some cash, just doing the thing. Yeah. And, and that's gotta be such a good, I mean, training, you know, for what you do mm-hmm. now, like that, those are, you know, probably what, what age were you at roughly? Oh my gosh. Well, eighth grade. So I was about 18. I'm just playing. <laughs> 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 no, I was, uh, whatever eighth grade is all the way till about 17. So oh, wow. So that's a good five year run probably. Right. I did it. Run. I went through some <laughs> wigs. I went through some wigs, <laughs> but, but that, it was so much fun. Yeah, and that's got to obviously, I mean, I bet it's some, I mean, especially when you're like, yeah, when you're, I don't know, whatever that is, 13 or whatever, like playing in front of those are decent crowds, you know, and I feel like those crowds can be kind of vicious. Like if you don't sound and look like Anna Montana, they're oh my coming gosh. Yeah. It was wild. And too, like, I might be playing at like a three-year-old's birthday party and then that night playing at a nursing home. So it was like learning how <laughs> to adjust to your crowds, you know? Yeah. It taught me a lot. I mean, oh, I it bet. also taught me that this wasn't going to be easy. Like if you want, if you want it bad enough, you go get it. Yeah, you got to go grind. get it. Yeah. yeah, put in the work. Do you remember, like, what is your favorite show, live show you played thus far? I know you played oh. a ton, nursing homes and all, but yeah. like, yeah. what do you think? What stands out to you? Yeah, because you've been on tour with uh, Justin, Morgan. Yeah, I've yeah, been on some big tours. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for me, um, out of all those, my gosh, I feel like there's so many, like, cool memories from every single one of them. And, and one of the moments would be probably – right before the shutdown happened when I was playing with Tracy Lawrence and Justin Moore, 
And, you know, they're two, like, guys who I've just looked up to for the longest time. But every single time I would play my 25-minute set, I would look side stage, and they would both just be standing there watching my show. And I was like, damn, like, this is this is it. If I get the opportunity, when somebody's, you know, opening the show for me, like, the way that it made me feel, I'm like, I want to do that for somebody. It just really gave me that extra confidence that I needed to just just keep on going. But that, but then also, I just had another one. Probably the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, I was going to say, because you mentioned COVID, and I saw somewhere you had just made your Grand Ole Opry debut right before COVID. On Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. wow. wow. I said, I don't need no man. Give me the Opry. Come on now. <laughs> I got more flowers than, ev- than I ever have. <laughs> Opry every time. That's got to be pretty cool, because I'm sure that was yeah. a goal of yours, obviously. Yeah, that's got to be incredible to be staying in that circle. Oh, my gosh. Like, it gives me butterflies even thinking about it. And I actually, I got to play again um, last Saturday, and it was just as cool just as like i was just as terrified um (laughs) such a scary thing but such an honor and yeah i mean i remember the first time i went to the opry and we saw crystal gale phil vassar little jimmy dickens bill anderson and i remember like knowing that one day i was gonna be able to stand up there and and dang it i did it that's so cool it's so cool that you like knew (laughs) so like you were just very confident like you know what one day yeah, no, I was a weird child. I mean, I'm a weird adult too. But <laughs> I'm psychic. You're psychic. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some oh kind my of special God. ability. Yeah. <laughs> right now, obviously, we were talking about how you were on the road and everything and quarantine hit. Was the album that you just wrote, was that written in quarantine or was this something that you've been working on for quite some time? It's something that I've been working on for quite some time. Uh, we actually recorded this record in March of 19. Wow. And so it's been done. It's been done for a while. Um, You know, I ended up going on a radio tour in the fall of 19 and then the shutdown happened. But it was kind of one of those things where I was to the point where I'm like, people need music more than ever. You know, we're not able to be doing a lot of touring and stuff with this record, but let's put it out there. I mean, it truly is incredible, the power and the healing of music. And right now, more than ever, we need that. Like I said, it's been done for a while. I feel like I've really been writing for this record my whole life and we had to go through some songs to try to figure out which ones we were putting on there, but we found our 12 and I'm proud of it. Yeah. We can't wait to see you at Grizzly Rose. At some point yeah. you're going to play Grizzly Rose here in Denver. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I know. So I guess it was, it was early 2019. I did play with Morgan and Hardy. Oh, did, were you there that night? We, we did like back to back, but I was like solo yeah. acoustic, like 10 minutes, like do your one song and get down. <laughs> <laughs> they sold out that first night so quick. Morgan was like, I ain't got shit to do tomorrow. So yep. they just had the second night. Yep, for sure. No, it was so much fun. That place is a vibe now. Oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah it is. We're there. We're there every Quite night we can be. Yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit. I want to get into some bastard talks. We're going to do that next. I, we always like, we have, you know, different guests on all the time when it comes to the show. And I feel like everybody's got, like, watches the show through a different lens and everything. So, like, what is your thoughts so far on this season? It's a lot better than the last season. <laughs> Take that right now. I, was, hey. I turned the last one off. I was like, no. And here's the thing. Like, yes, I, I keep up. I try to keep up with The Bachelor. It's like, it's so much fun to watch for me. And um, there's been a, a few seasons that I've, you know, been too busy to, to watch them every Monday night. But this season, I'm invested. I'm invested. Oh, okay. um, All right. I like me some Matt. I think yeah. he's tall, dark, and handsome. He's easy to look at. <laughs> he is. Um, he's a good-looking guy. And, yeah, it's it's been interesting. Um, 
I don't have a clue who's going to win. Like most of the time I feel like I'm like, oh, like right, right when they get out the limo, I'm like, that's yeah. the winner right there. <laughs> Not this time. Because honestly, I liked, before she went home, I liked Piper. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. What y'all think about her? We've heard that a little bit. I, I, I had a feeling she wasn't going to make hometowns, but I think a lot of people were kind of shook that she got sent home the way she did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that just, that completely shook me up. I was like, no, no, you messed yes. up, Matt. She, she was hurt too. She was, she was really yeah. into him. Yeah. She was, she was pretty heartbroken. Yeah, well, he teased her with a rose, like picked it up, put it right yeah, in the face. Yeah, picked it up, put it down. That's the this. worst part right there. I know. <laughs> Savage. I know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hard to watch. I, I really I am enjoying it, though. It was, um, who's my top pick right now? I was going to say, we got Brie left, Michelle, yeah. and, and Rachel. Uh, Rachel. So, of those three, who right now do you think Matt ends up with? I don't know who he ends up with, but I think my favorite's Michelle. Same. Mm-hmm. Right now it is. Michelle that, yeah. just seems like she's like got a good heart. It seems like she's got her head screwed on mm-hmm. straight. And whenever like, you know, they did the whole like classroom introduction thing, that right there, I was like, yeah. you better marry mm-hmm. this girl. Mm-hmm. They have so much in common. They're super compatible. Okay. Yeah. So y'all got to tell me. So you like Michelle, Eric, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, boy? Yeah. I, so I actually liked, I liked Abigail. I was a big Abigail fan, and I thought she'd at least make hometowns. I don't know what happened. Yeah. Um, but now that we've gotten to see more of Michelle the last two episodes, she seems awesome. She seems like such a cool girl. Like, yeah. she seems just fun. She, I was talking the other night. She's, like, has this confident – like, she's confidently goofy, too. Like, she's just confident like who she is. And I can see that, you know, through the screen. So, I, I'm a big Michelle fan now, too. And I okay. think if Matt doesn't pick her, I think I'm, I might be on the Bachelorette train for her. I think it might be Michelle for Bachelorette train. Oh, I would love that. That would yeah. be great. That should be a fun season. Yeah, absolutely. So how long have you been watching The Bachelor? Like, do you, how far back do you go? Oh, shoot. <laughs> I was like, think? what's your favorite season? Yeah, like, what's your favorite Bachelor season? Or Bachelorette. Yeah. So I really got into the Hannah Brown season. Um, when was that? That was, that was two, two years, years ago. Two Bachelorettes ago, right? Yeah, it was, she was, she was previous to Claire and Tasha. It was airing during My Paradise. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, yeah. That ago. one was so dramatic to me. I was like, like was. just in there. Mm-hmm. And I knew so many people who knew other people who were on the show. And I was like hearing all kind of things. And so I was all up in there. I mean, like, <laughs> all up in there. So uh, that one, what else? Let me see. That was a dramatic season. Now that I think about it, like a lot went down in that season with the whole Jed and girlfriend thing and yeah. like all of that. Wow. Yeah. 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 TV. <laughs> Oh Lord, have mercy! TV. That was that was something. I'm all about me some trash television, though. So I was like, oh, I like this. I love it. So you really <laughs> love the first half of this season with the Victoria. Oh my! Yeah, God. Victoria was. Yeah, yeah, some of these girls, I'm like, and I don't know yeah. how they do it. I mean, maybe they do like piece, you know, things together, and I'm sure you sign off on that that they can do. Oh yeah, that. I can. I can speak to that in Paradise. They definitely piece stuff together. They definitely okay. like things. Yeah, yeah, I could go into that. Yeah, for sure. So I mean. Of course, you know, like you get on there and you're like, golly, these girls are nuts. But maybe they really did like put this word with this other word and it just made it look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, def- some people are really just that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> a little of both. Like it's a little of both it's for really sure. Yeah. What's been y'all's favorite seasons? Oh, boy. Um, my season, of course, you know. <laughs> and I haven't been watching too long. I mean, I'm probably the last like four years. Who would you say? With Ben? 
I mean, Ben's was fun. Yeah, I like that one too. And I, I did obviously because I become friends with everyone from your season. Be- I mean, mm-hmm. Becca's season was fun to watch, especially knowing every all yep. your castmates. Like, yes. yeah, yeah. I say Ben's. Maybe your Chris Soul season was pretty good too back in the day. That was way back, but. It's My fun. Friend. Like you said, trash television. I tell you what, it's a nice little escape, you know? Yeah. I know. And sometimes I try to, I try to imagine like myself on that show. And I'm like, it would <laughs> not boring. be a good idea. <laughs> I would be the crazy one. They'd be like, they'd be the one talk, shit talking to me. So you'd be good TV, Lainey. I think you'd be pretty good TV. Well, Hannah, Hannah was the crazy one and she became bachelorette. So it's true. <laughs> I'm telling you, Hey, I'll do what I got to do. Let's, let's get that music out there. I was just going to say. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Every single date, Lainey's out there. just. Struggling. I would literally just, like, I would not even be, like, talking. I'd just be singing what I'm trying to say. <laughs> be like, listen to this. <laughs> you'd write some fire songs in that environment, though. I think you, oh you, their songwriting would be. Yeah. Who was the guy on Chase's season when they, when Jordan was Bachelorette? James Taylor? Who kind of. Yeah, John yeah. Taylor. And he lives yeah. in Nashville now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, I've seen him around every now and then. Yeah, and Jed too. I have a lot of mutual friends with Jed. That's also another reason why I was real invested. And who was yeah. the other? There was one other guy that's now in Nashville. He has the country There's clothing. Like a thousand guys in Nashville. He was what? he was um, fi- he was oh final God. three in uh, Chase's season with uh, JoJo, Luke Powell. Luke Powell. That's it, Luke yep. Powell. Yep. I haven't heard. He's in Nashville. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. All these boys going on The Bachelor want to be country music stars. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Blake would love to be a country star, but now he's just a DJ. I wish. <laughs> I was. I wish. Oh my I was born God. to do that. And then uh... <laughs> next time we play The Rose, he needs to come up on stage and dance. Oh, it's happening. He'll be a background dancer. It's happening. Like, what kind of dance? Oh, Whatever show. dance you want. Stand up and give us a little show. <laughs> he's always now. ready. <laughs> yeah, this is all it. audio so <laughs> no 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 i'm <laughs> like your mom though when it comes to musical talent like that's 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 me i can't carry like i can't even hear myself sing it it, it hurts my ears it's oh hard. My yeah you put him on a on a country dance floor though he's going eight i shit. do i do enjoy dancing i do enjoy dancing so okay sure. we're gonna see it there you go Rose, you in, yeah we'll see you yeah Grizzly whenever Rose. this shutdown is done soon, soon hopefully soon it. yeah um i do always like to kind of finish the podcast what is a legacy you want to live behind with your music and like what what's your goal you know moving forward in your legacy Absolutely. That's a great question. Yeah. Deep. We're getting deep here. Yes. Um, you know, I just, I want everybody to listen to my music and feel like they are accepted. Um, feel like they can be 190% themselves at the end of the day, everybody else is taken. And, you know, it's just, it's a lot easier just being unapologetically yourself. You will find the people who love you for you. Um, you just got to be you to find those people. And um, yeah, I just want to leave a legacy of being kind and, but also saying what I'm thinking. That is hard to do. So, but you're doing it very well. So far, you're doing very well. Thank you. So, yeah. Thank so, you. And also, before we get out of here tonight, you're doing the first of seven night live stream, correct? A little Ooh, Q&A tonight. Golly. Yes, we are doing, um, I guess this is night six or night five we're doing seven nights oh. of it yes so it's a it's a q a um live stream it's gonna be so much fun get on there awesome. answer any questions you got so we might have to hop on there eric we're gonna have to hop on yeah there. don't yeah. ask me anything inappropriate <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to us answer. never <laughs> where can everyone find that at um yeah so go to my facebook page you can watch it live from there and um y'all be sure to tune in it's gonna be crazy definitely go out there and download and buy that new record please 
So is, is your Facebook just Laney Wilson and then your yep. Instagram and all that? Okay. L-A-I-N-E-Y. I might need a translator because nobody can understand me when I spell my name. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Yeah. So everybody go check her out. Go listen to her new music. Congrats on all the success so far. Thank y'all so much. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you came on. Absolutely. I can't wait to see y'all at Grizzly Rose at some point in time. We're going to get down. Oh, for sure. We'll probably come see you at some point on the road too. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. We're all over the place. So pretty much friends with everybody. So we just pop up at shows. I love it. I can't (laughs) wait. Thank y'all so much for having me. And before we get out of here, let's thank Lena Bunt as well. <laughs> Lena Bunt, we love you, girl. She seems to get so many shout outs uh, on our show. <laughs> she really is. There is nobody like Lena. Awesome. Thank right, you, guys. Well, thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.